This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Another week has passed, it's Thursday once again, just gone uh, 28 minutes past 6 on this Thursday night. It's the Matt's Film Matters podcast live on Facebook once again. Thank you very much for joining us and the full five are here once again, equipped with tea, uh, jam tarts and some very special <laughs> things in honour of Notts County after 8. Hope you enjoyed uh, your FA Cup run there, that's mind the gap. Uh, this is the Matt's Film Matters podcast for the fans, by the fans live once again. Uh, my name's Craig Priest, thank you very much for joining us. Over in the far corner, we've got Mr. Cam Felton. Hello. Nathan Edge. Evening. Mark Plum. Evening. And Simon Mercer as well is here. Evening. Again. So, obviously, another week has passed, closing in on a big four weeks for the Stags. Let's start, as we always do, with uh, the connection question. Swindon up on Saturday. The last time uh, the Stags made the trip to Swindon was in April 2007, which ended in a 2-0 defeat. But which Icelandic defender... Scored an own goal in Mansfield Colours. Can you think you know? Was it just about the, t- the time you started watching, wasn't it? 07? Or was it a bit before that for you? Uh, no, it was about a couple of years after I started watching them, but I didn't go to away games. No. Nathan, any um, idea? Icelandic defender? I'm not very good on my Icelandic players, to be honest, so uh, I've got no idea. Mark? Not good. I reckon so. Simon's got oh, a lot of ideas. Oh, wait, goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's one of, I was thinking of one of their players like, yeah, I no, know, it is. So, yeah. well, one of ours yeah, obviously. I'll have a think actually. so there you go we'll find out at the end of the show if uh, Nathan knows the answer and we'll also find out later if Nathan knows the answer to a lot of other Stags trivia as Nathan oh, no. is in the hot seat for uh, Stags Master done Great. any research or I've any, not done look, any, no? any studying or anything I meant to and I haven't so it's not going to go well forgot all about it well we'll see if you oh. manage to beat Simon's score or if you manage to beat Cam's score which to be honest ain't going to be hard you just need to get more than five points because yeah. there's a quick was time hard. this week but yeah well, yeah. yeah quick time hard. quick time but uh, not great great points uh, as always get your views in if you want to below always uh, happy to receive your comments it is of course the show for the fans by the fans let's start uh, by looking back at last weekend Nathan and uh, Stags 3 Barnet 1 and in the end an uh, easy afternoon really job done that's as best I can say we went out in the right manner I think we went out to you know respecting them as in you know not going out I think it's going to be a walk in the park we went and did the 
did the business and we just made sure we got all the first and second balls didn't we and once we did that we got a real hold of the game I think Barnet had a couple of chances early on but that was about it really for them um, until late on in the game and uh, no I think we, we very well deserved the, the, the win in the end I guess the only one thing of disappointment can though is the fact that once again we just don't play for 90 minutes do we Reese Bennett late on ruining what should have been a clean sheet it's not even that we're not playing it's just that one lapse in concentration last week switched off didn't it yeah he just either didn't know there was a player behind him or just completely misjudged it only he knows that but either way ended up in a goal and it's second week in a row that it's cost us but a win's a win but it's always nice to get a clean sheet but we were solid at back pretty much the entire game other than the last it's going like 88 minutes something like that that, the last 5 minutes or so but overall pretty satisfactory game to be honest Mm. we kept Kinde and Cole first and uh, very very quiet didn't they throughout the game so like you said up to that point we were looking very solid but the problem is is that we can't be giving away little things like that against the likes of Swindon and uh, and Newport and all these teams coming up we've got to cut them out right now and uh, also on on, Tuesday, on Saturday sorry we had the first look at Ricky Miller what did you make of him Mark? Well, obviously it's difficult to judge a player in that amount of time but he came on looked enthusiastic you know had a good run out you know just getting used to some of the players and yeah he promising signs and obviously had a good game uh, behind the closed doors and he does look like a good signing you know he's um, raring to go so hopefully he can offer us more goals now uh, obviously he's always good to get more strikers in and more people sort of knocking on the door and I imagine this week Steve Evans has got a bit, a bit of a headache hasn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah I think he has but I think it'll be a nice headache to have to be honest to, to see who starts up front on uh, on Saturday but you know Rose and Emmins have, have not done anything wrong uh, but Ricky Miller seems to be knocking on the door after his goal this week or is it Two goals this week. Just one. Just, one. Yeah, just the yeah. one. Spence got the other one. We'll talk about that later on, of course. Yeah, so knocking on the door. And um, yeah, I think Steve will have a, a nice headache to have this weekend instead of not a very good one. <laughs> and of course, the, the thing with the Barnet game is it, it's those games which we've been saying for weeks upon weeks that we need to just sort of go through the motions and get it done. And I think what really impressed me the most know, about you guys was that in each individual goal that we scored was a really good team goal Alex McDonald's was a wonder strike but there was excellent build up to it mm. you know Will Atkinson's nice little corner routine work, which was worked well and then Danny Rose's at the end which yeah. was another Christian super Pins. yeah which mm. was mm. exactly and to have that to say that we scored three good team goals rather than just relying on one out and out front man as we have in previous seasons that's got to be pleasing I'd say so yeah but it's like we just need to keep them sort of performances going you look back earlier on in the season there was games like Barnet we were just stuttering we couldn't get going we couldn't link passes together fair enough Barnet on a Tuesday night it's not the best place to go but it was them sort of games that we needed to yeah. win and we haven't and we've turned that round in the last few weeks and we're starting to see the, the full potential that our team's got and we just need to keep that going until the end of the season now yeah. I, th- I, th- I think we're seeing clear signs of the actual of the team as a as a whole now that has gelled you know that have really obviously it's going to take time when you bring in this, this squad like we, we have done and Evans has said for a long time we'll be strong in the second season because players start to understand each other better and I think that's exactly what we're doing it's not just uh, the game on Saturday we I'm thinking of many games before. I know CJ Hamilton uh, got a couple of goals from good build-up play, and there was, we've had so you know in the attacking half we're playing some good triangles now and getting 
some really fluid play and I think that now is uh, where before we couldn't find those goals we're now starting to sort of unlock the door a bit and get in there so yeah. I think that's just a sign of everyone sort of understanding each other a bit more it's good as well like the points we've got as well because we're coming up against some really tough teams as well so it's important I'll keep it up yeah I think the thing is as well is if you, you, you as you say you, you know you've got to be consistent with that and we'll talk more in more depth about it later on but the next four fixtures are, are really really big fixtures where you know we've got to perform like the team we know we can and I think the big thing obviously is we've statistically of the top nine teams we've got one of the toughest run-ins and I think this week for me I know it's a bold statement to make but you know me I always like to make a bold statement and probably be shot down sometimes as well but I think it's probably a make or break week in terms of it's a long trip to Swindon then it's straight back for a Tuesday night game against a Newport side who will want to you know restart their season effectively after being knocked out of the FA Cup and then it's another long trip long 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 trip to an extra side who really will be <coughs> frustrated that they're not in the top three biggest week of the season I'd say so I think the only time you're going to come close is possibly March, April time when you've got the big games against. Obviously, we've got Lincoln, and then is, f- it com- is it two games later? We've got or one game later. We've got Notts County, and then obviously we've yeah. got to play Luton uh, beginning of April, middle of April. We've got Chesterfield, so it's going to be tough. But we've just got to knuckle down, get through the games, get the games, get the points where we need to get the points, and then battle. For the games that are going to be tough, so you Swindon's, your Newport, Exeter, Coventry, which are the ones that we've got next, they're going to be the toughest ones, definitely. I think if you drop points in any of those games as well, that's when you're really going to start to struggle because last year's League Two table, for the <coughs> first time in, in a long time, was very, very close all the way from first down to about 14th. I think last year on the final day of the season, I think one of about 10 teams could have got into the final two yeah, playoffs. The last one, weren't it? Including ourselves with some really stupid algorithms in there as well, but. It's the same this year, isn't it? There's obviously Luton are pulling away from the pack a little bit, although there's still a long way to go, but I think yeah. it's safe to say it's, yeah. it's their title. Yeah. But then from second all the way down to probably 11th, 12th, it's anyone's game. So many twists and turns, and yeah. it's now where it, it's so key to keep that consistency going, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. I mean, if you look at all those teams... Uh, I'm probably being a bit biased here and you might argue with me with this one but the most in four team at all those 12 is us you know we are the most we, we've been the most consistent one loss in is it 18 19, now 19, 19. Yeah. one loss in 19 um, most informed you know people are start to look and think you know we it's, it's Mansfield that the, the other teams have got to stop because I think we can't rely on this this train steam train and it, it's going and Steve's got us no matter what we say about Steve you know he seems to have got us playing exactly. and you know he expects certain standards and if them standards aren't met like he said with Reese last week you know he made that mistake and he says if he carries on making that he's out because there's other players itching to get in Cam, you're looking at the league table and the form tables. Yeah, I'll say it's so tight. You look at the teams that are above us, obviously we've got to play Luton. Wickham, we've already played twice. Accrington, we've got to play. Uh, Notts County, uh, Exeter, Swindon, Coventry, Lincoln, Newport. They're all very tough games. And 
but the way we're playing, it's it's games where we can get points out we're of. We're playing them at the best time, really. We are, cool, yeah, we? So, exactly, yeah. I I personally think that Saturday is a massive game uh, in as in with it being the start of so many other tough games so I think when you look at our run we've been on of, psychologically of late, psychologically yeah because yeah. you know, the run we've been on of late I mean, I mean it's been tough you know I, don't, I'd really, I think this year um, League 2 is very strong you know and, and a whole because I think a lot uh, anyone could beat anybody at any point really but I feel like we've probably played some of the lesser teams you know the ones who are lower down the table and that's why we've been able to maintain this run so I think now I think if we go against a a promotion rival and get a good result the players will have that extra bit of belief that we can actually perform against the top teams as well yeah you look at the table and it's all but one team we've got to play every single one from first to ninth uh, all but Wickham and there's it's six points between second and ninth that's how close it is it's two two games in essence you have a bad week and say we had a bad week this week and we lost at Swindon we lost at Newport god forbid we don't but it's it's this time of season where your games are coming thick and fast and obviously because we've had games moved because of all the games like the the Lincoln's game has been moved twice because their cup run uh, RFA cup run and it's just because there's so many games in such a short time this is where the fitness of the players comes in and we'll come on to that in a little bit as more well. in a second I just want to get to these comments before we disappear off the uh, the live feed keep them coming in if you are watching the live feed facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters if you're listening to the audio version where were you it's Thursday 6.30 every week ish we were um, early this week you what we were early yeah we were two week. minutes two early minutes this early. week yes. yes. we peaked better than ever I know uh, Paul says every game is a cup final but for me it will be the last six games which matter agree and disagree in some respects because you got to get yourself in there in the first yeah, place for the last six games like we said you just mentioned there we lose all four of the next four games that could be disastrous because we've got so much ground to make up mm. uh, he also says uh, wouldn't say it, it's strong I think it's poor but we are one of the we want to, we are one of the better um, poor teams I don't quite get that um, <laughs> Rick says uh, blue and yellow barmy army and Shelley says uh, we have to concentrate on us doesn't matter what the others are doing we have just got to keep doing what we are doing I think that's right in, in some respects but there are it's going to come to a time now where for example the effects of what other teams are doing is going to play into our hands. Look yeah. at Lincoln. I mean, congratulations first and foremost to the Mansfield Town Rehabilitation Centre for former <laughs> <Stag. laughs> um, for getting all the way to, to Wembley. Obviously, a good achievement. Um, I'm slightly annoyed that it, it wasn't us, but that's a different subject matter, whatever. But for a club like Lincoln, it's great. They're going to have the day out at Wembley, and we're going to play them. You know, just between them playing at Wembley in the final. Is and from from this point until that final, their focus is going to be Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. And look at how we were when we got to Wembley. I know we were an awful team mm. back then, but you can just see the effect it has on looking too far ahead. Mm. So there are other teams which might beat Lincoln in the league, which could actually do us a favour and and help us. So I think it's you know so many teams playing other teams. Yeah. I think on, on that comment affect. as well is. As we've just said, we've got a lot of the top teams to play. So in some ways, you can look at. Uh, sorry, it's in our own. I just no, I just cut you off for a second because um, I was. I said I didn't quite get what Paul's comment was. Uh, it says we said it was a strong league. I disagree. All oh, right, uh, fair. Sorry, fair. Just <laughs> um, so for clearing that up, Paul. By yeah. the way, <laughs> um, yeah. So as I was saying, because we've got a lot of the top teams to play, in some ways, you can also look at it and say, in in a way, it's in our own, in our own hands as well. Because if we do the business cards against them teams, and they're like the six pointers at the end of the day, so. Mm. 
you know, if like say we said you said you know worst case scenario if we lose the next four, what if we win the next four? Where, you know, where does that put us? Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you can look at it either way, couldn't you? Really? Exactly. Uh, especially if like teams like County, um, Lute and, and Wickham all slip up. At least oh. a couple of those games. Yeah. If we if we win those four, let's hope County on a massive you know, down now. You know, let, let's see. Let's see where we are at the end of that. If, yeah, if that you, does you happen, get, like you bottom off. You know, like teams like Barnet, Chesterfield, the teams that are fine to stop up. They're going to be I, to be as well. I, exactly. I think the, at this stage of the season, the fighters are the harder teams to yeah. play against because yeah. they'll go into every single game knowing that it could be the difference between yeah. for footballers essentially between yeah. a pay cut and. Part time, full time, and job. Yeah. Yeah. It's livelihoods which yeah. are which are on the line, and those promotion. It's more to do with confidence, and sometimes it can be a little bit different, yeah. difficult uh, in that respect. Now, obviously, you mentioned Notts County there. Obviously, <laughs> a nice little uh, defeat for them in the FA Cup. They'll be a little bit hurt. They will be hurt from that. I mean, you saw some of the tweets from some of their players on Twitter over the last couple of days or so. Uh, you've got a message for Alan Harding, Nathan, <laughs> haven't you? Without swearing. Oh, just, uh, I just thought he was a little bit rude. I sent him a, a sincere message on Twitter because, as we all know, he's very active on Twitter and he's uh, one that likes to give... Um, he's given us some stick over time, hasn't he? So uh, I just felt for the bloke, so I sent him a tweet saying, you, you know, look, I feel for him and the, and the team and obviously it was a disappointing result, so... I had some leftover chocolate at Christmas and I offered to share it with him, you know, comfort I mean, food. we are live on Facebook right now, okay? Um, we're all, all together. I'm thinking we should record a short video message to Alan Hardy, all five of us here together, uh, with the after eight minutes and tweet it to him and see if we get a response. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? It'd should be nice, do, wouldn't it? Shall but we do it? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah, let's, let's record a little video for Alan Hardy and, and, and we'll tweet it to him from the as we can. This is going to go down like a ton of bricks. It'll be for the stick afterwards. This is where it comes backfires on us and we're all banned from Medellin in March. It's perfectly fine. I'm sure he'll take it in. In, in good form uh, we'll, wish, we'll wish you more the best for the rest of the season of course we will but what, what we want you to do good is, luck in the playoffs yeah, good luck in the yeah. playoffs <laughs> and, mind, and what I want you to do is after, when we do it as well we need to get one of these after eight mints and just like and eat the after eight mints and hold the box up to the camera we'll just like take a couple out from the middle just mind the gap lads yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I like that that's good thinking I'll get Cam onto that that's good thinking <laughs> uh, meanwhile while he does that uh, Chris uh, Chris says I would ache to be a county fan yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we'll do that in, in a second we're so. off gone they are half gone I mean there is already a gap in there I mean Nathan what have you been oh, I've been going done? through these since Christmas yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. and my dad there you go I'm sure, I'm sure I'll take it in good, in good spirit there, oh, yeah. there you go okay yeah. that's worth it right. it'll, yeah, be this, it'll be this camera yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, show me the crowd are we, are we all the in? audience so, are we all, we're all in kind we're of, all are in. you ready we're here we go <laughs> hi Alan the Mansfield Matters podcast crew here um, obviously we're all big Mansfield town fans and we've got one of our podcasters here who sent you a tweet on, on the other day Nathan um, just remind Alan of, of the tweet <laughs> yeah I mean I was, uh, it's very sincere you know I just felt for you after your FA Cup exit um, you know I just felt obviously you're probably going to be a bit down and uh, I offered you uh, some, some comfort food I had some leftover chocolates at Christmas and you you know I offered them out to you to share with you and you just you, you never replied that's a little, bit, a, a, a little bit hurt by that. Yeah, a little bit hurt by that. So, from all of us at, at Mansfield Matters Podcast, we just wanted to wish you all the very best for the remainder of the season. We'd like to tell you to enjoy the playoffs and, and watch that gap closing in. And uh, basically, obviously, on, on this Thursday night, just to sit back and enjoy. And we know that being a chairman is very difficult, and running a club like Notts County is difficult. So, the best thing you need to do is enjoy a nice little chocolate camp. 
Enjoy the after eights and mind the gap. <laughs> so what we'll do now is we'll tweet that to Alan Hardy <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, get ready for the uh, get ready for, for the, the back afterwards. Yeah, but it's, all, it's all good for. I'm turning yeah. my Twitter notifications off tonight. Yeah, I probably would as well. I'm, I'm changing my username. <laughs> 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 you should change your username. Tweet. We don't have to, but I think it'd be quite a thing. Why not? Whilst I because I can't multitask, I can't I can't do two things at once because I'm I'm useless at things like that. I think it's a good time to sort of talk about things away from. The, uh, away from the, the pitch um, and obviously first and foremost send our congratulations to the captain Aye, baby yeah. diamond this week definitely Xander is magic there you go and obviously you know <laughs> he missed the game on, on Saturday but I don't think you know I think Steve Evans I mean we talk a lot about Steve Evans don't we and sometimes berate him as a manager with his shouting and things like that but I think when it comes to things like that it does show that he's a, yeah. a human being doesn't it I'll say, it, yeah. it just shows that he's, he's a family man himself after the Morecambe game he didn't travel back with the team he got on the train at the Lancaster train station and went up to Scotland to visit his mum so he, he speaks high. He speaks like you know when when he does his interviews and things as well. He speaks highly of sort of people like that, like his family and uh, and friends and like the Radfords and say it's like they're his family now, isn't it? I think you get that. I think he's a bit like Jekyll and Hyde, isn't he? In some ways, you know. He's a, What's Alan Harley's Twitter, by the way? That's at Big Alan Big Al, H5 Big Al. or something like that. Yeah, Sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I say it's a bit like Jekyll and Hyde. I, you know, off the pitch, he's. Uh, I, I think actually he's a really nice bloke but you know I don't think club officials think that during the 90 minutes do they oh, it's, it's, it turns into a different animal then doesn't he but that's his passion for the game so uh, we do give him a stick sometimes I know some fans would well we know some fans who sit behind him like to give him some stick as well but um, yeah Mark we <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking he's not I mean obviously it's my dad <laughs> is it <laughs> <laughs> Theory me. Or sort of resistant. <laughs> well, you know, her too. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think the thing is, obviously, you know, you've, we've talked about him when we've been losing and been in a negative situation. What was it like on, on Saturday? Because it seemed that obviously he, he obviously wasn't happy with the Reese Bennett incident, but other than that, it seemed pretty content with what's happening. Is, is he a man who goes with the season or is he always the one who looks for negatives? What do you think? Uh, it's a bit of both in it really I mean mm. honestly sometimes if a certain player's not performing too well so you're going to expect it but it's not, it's not half and half isn't it really I mean there's always going to be things to improve on isn't there so it's not always going to be you know he wants perfection every time <laughs> yeah. which yeah. as a manager of nine promotions that's probably what you look yeah. for and he wasn't very happy with Reese, right. to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be and uh, he made his feelings known yeah. when, when he did it but he doesn't do this just for him he does it for John and Carol in Radford you think how highly he speaks of them and how grateful he is of them, the support that they've given him the, just everything that they've done for him obviously bringing him in giving him G- giving him all that money giving him the budget to build such a strong team and then also what they're doing for the town as a general and mm. trying to improve the the area as well as the football club, and um, he's doing it so gratefully to them because without them, be, our club would yeah. be nothing. Yeah, yeah they, they have they have done a lot Probably of work. And to anymore. be fair, good or bad, Steve Evans has kind of put Mansford on map. People know definitely. who who Mansford are now. Yeah, we definitely have Steve more, Evans. A lot, lot more coverage, don't we? In the news, yeah, yeah. Good or bad, really. We still that's it, yeah. 
whether it be good well they say there's no bad coverage whether it is good or bad to be honest yeah. don't they? so you know it's coverage is coverage I suppose isn't yeah it? Yeah, he's he's like Marmite, isn't he? You either love him or you hate him. Most people thing. hate him, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We, we hated win. him when he used to come to us with uh, Boston and Crawley, but yeah. love him now. Thing is, we so, hate him because he always, he, he always seems to get results against us, doesn't he? And, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. You know, long may people continue hating him if that's what's going to be the situation. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, he seems to have gone playing. You think when he used to manage them teams, we were pretty poor team in all fairness okay so um, the tweet is written it okay. says dear at big Alan H 5 uh, we know you're a big Twitter user but our Nathan Edge 94 was heartbroken oh, God, when you ignored his tweet <laughs> 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 so here's a, li- here's a little message from us all with love and best wishes from all Mansfield Town F- at, M- at Mansfield Town F- FC fans hashtag mind the gap hashtag after 8 crying face emoji happy at that yeah, yeah. 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 I was glad they didn't mention us <laughs> yeah. yeah we got away with it I mean, I can, sure. but it's, it's sort of Nathan. It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let so, Nathan take um, this one. So we'll just put that there. Like Thanks, that. I think. <laughs> there you go. So we're, we're, we're going to tweet this, then, yeah? Yeah, 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 let's tweet it. Let's okay. Yeah. And it is tweeting. Uh, oh, no. That means I'm <laughs> going to get all the notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get all the notifications through. Oh, Nathan will tell us where he's gone because it'll yeah. tag him in it, but there you go. <laughs> uh, if you keep your, your comments uh, coming in, uh, and we'll talk more things tags. So a couple of comments coming in uh, from that. Michael says, Cheeky. Uh, Mick <laughs> says, Apparently there was a big traffic delays in Nottingham today uh, when the large score ball was transferred from <laughs> Trembridge <laughs> to Meadow Lane. Uh, Michael <laughs> says... Uh, Saturday's referee help or hinder being a premiership standard Kevin Friend we'll talk more about that in a little bit and Shelley says Liam Noble likes to tweet send it to him too late it's uh, uploading I think yeah, sending tweet at the moment yeah, so there you I'll go we'll, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I turn my wi-fi on that might help to speed it along <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit but there you go uh, let's move back to, to matters on and off the pitch then um, this week Mansfield Town do faulty towers the hotel <laughs> plan, the hotel plans um <laughs> the supporters had a chance to have a look at the hotel plans Ooh. Nathan you went down there with your dad yep. tell us a little bit more about it it's actually very very exciting um, yeah, as I say I went down with my dad uh, to go and find out what it was going to be like and what to expect um, I'll try and talk about it visually but I obviously, obviously can't really give my own opinion because well I can but I've only been given the description of all people and it sounds like it's actually going to look very smart it's sort of like a mid mid range obviously it's a Hampton by Hilton so it's sort of a mid-range AKA hotel. expensive well mid-range I, I don't think it would be too expensive to be honest but 100 rooms so it's going to be pretty big um, like I say it's going to look pretty good it's going to have a gym a bar and uh, something else I can't remember what it was uh, obviously a bigger club shop along the bottom I think it's going to be like a glass um, sort of front on the bottom as well so it'll look look very good from that point of view um, we do need a better club shop so that'll be good as well um, and I think I mean, look at it. I mean, it's a great thing for the club, uh, revenue-wise, but it's also a massive thing, I think, for the town. Um, you know, whether this all, whether, whether the council will be funny about it, because obviously we all know that they're planning on doing their own <coughs> travel lodge or whatever you want to call it, uh, which won't be very good. But um, yeah, we'll see about that one. So, no, I think it's um, fantastic news, and um, again, credit to John and Carolyn because it's, uh, it wouldn't be happening without without them in charge. You've seen the pictures. What's your thoughts? I just hope it creates as much hype as it's meant to. Mm. You think John Radford said it in his... Oh, the tweet said, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. I just found the uh, vibration. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, John Radford mentioned it in his little interview that he did 
uh, on the YouTube channel that it's a lot of businesses in Mansfield have to hold like AGMs and big board meetings mm. out of Mansfield. They go up to like a Derbyshire hotel or whatever out of town, not in Mansfield essentially. And that's one thing that he wanted to bring back into Mansfield because there's a lot of big companies that are based in Mansfield yeah. or the local area that have to go Nottingham, Derby, Leicester, mm. wherever because they've not got the facilities in the local area to have these big meetings. Yeah. So not only are you going to have people use, wanting to use, I don't know, the gym, the club shop, the hotel, but you're also going to bring in businesses that might want to sponsor these gyms and board meeting rooms yeah. and things like that. It's going to bring it in brings, even more money. brings yeah. in a lot of business yeah. and it creates a lot more jobs for people as well. Just looking at some of the comments as well, uh, Paul says, Hampton is uh, Hampton Inns are cheap. Uh, they're a value chain for Hilton. Mark says, I think it's great for the club, more revenue uh, mm-hmm. and good for the town. I mean, it all points to a positive direction, doesn't it? The Absolutely. only thing which concerns me is the one course stadium space-wise is, is not great. If you look at the pictures, it comes right right down to the front gate that's half the car park pretty much mm. got in terms of the, the play where the players would park how would the play, how would the players get to the other bit of car park which would be behind it what would happen to the club shop what would happen to the well, club officers are, are, these, are, these, then, yeah. are these questions which have been answered They, ha- I mean I don't know if you saw the article that they did put out on the website but a few of those questions for instance the club shop uh, have been answered on there and I can frequently ask questions at the bottom uh, so the, the club shop is actually going on, like at the bottom of the hotel. Uh, so it would so be, become part of the hotel. I th- as, as it is, well, as the hotel lobby. As you, as you walk, yeah. So essentially, you would walk in, and, and there would be the checking desk, and there's space like down there. So what some of it will be the club shop, and I think like the checking desk and stuff because it's it's five stories. So um, there's space down there with the club shop, and then they're also explaining the ticket office as well, which is going to be where it is. But they're moving that across, like expanding it where you know where the current club shop is. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a little bit bigger for them as well in there. So that's where the club shop will be down the bottom, from how I understand it at the moment. Um, and, I, and I think it said also. I think it loses about thirty-five spaces. I think on a match day, which fifty. Yeah, I pulled it up just yeah. so that we can refer back to it. Correct, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, include bar, j- bar and restaurant, gym, uh, two large areas used for retail purposes. Um, so yeah, they're not changing anything that's already at the club. So the boardroom will still still stay the boardroom. Yeah, eighteen sixty one will be the same. Kevin Bursley will still be the same. Uh, they'll lose fifty two spaces. That's it. Uh, the new club shop will be built in the hotel. The ticket office will extend into the current club shop. So basically, what they're doing is reverting the ticket office to what it used to be when we used to have the port cabin yeah. as the club shop. Mm. So. I mean, there's, there's, at the moment, I mean, this, these are just these are the plans, really. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I guess the point of uh, why they, they put on this sort of exhibition was for, to get opinions and uh, see if there were any objections, and also to see if anyone had any changes, really. Um, I mean, the only one thing that disappointing thing that we really found that well, my dad pointed out as well is um, where it is situated. Obviously, it's right in the corner between Coral Lane and. Um, and, and, and the Ian Greaves stand and it just looks a bit odd with like having the like corner like that it's hard to explain but from the inside the ground it just looks a bit odd to see it there and I think for me what I what I sort of thought they would have done is maybe you know at the lower tier of the west stand I'd have had that going round in the corner uh, so having sort of the have it on a sort of angle uh, so you can have some seats along the bottom which would add a few more seats which is probably important for the future and then have, have the you know the, the rooms that are 
for the views onto the ground so they are going to be some uh, onto the pitch sorry there are going to be some rooms that have that view and having them sort of above those seatings but that's sort of how I sort of thought it'd yeah. look a bit better I think but it's not I really mean, the end of the world is I it? Picture, I actually didn't picture it to be in, in that corner I actually pictured it and I'm surprised they've not done this in the far far corner of Quarry Lane behind the we basically where Mezza sh- sheds and, and, mm. and stuff is in that corner there because it's the Bishop Street side therefore it's it's not used uh, as much it could still be the same design and same everything there but mm. in terms of access you know you'd, you'd have the car park access through to it and what have you and it wouldn't have impacted so much on the ground for me I like the, the look of it and I think it, like I say the, the so many positives there which is mm-hmm. fantastic but I'm just thinking the future it's going to look a little bit I think it might hinder the development a little bit of the ground if we ever do get to that level where we need to develop because yeah. um, you can always see that as a corner that could be filled yeah. can't you really but it, it, that's the only that thing about that corner because it's so uneven I don't think they'd ever like want to build a stand on it you think obviously you'd have to move the floodlight for a start Yeah, there's a great massive power unit in there that powers the floodlights and the other surrounding <coughs> you've got to move that as well they're taking out the grass, uh, the the gravel banking that we normally meet. Basically, on the match day. basically, the field the was, was, was built <laughs> yeah. was built wrong. Really, it, should it was built, built on the cheap, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it's built on the cheap and, and built wrong. It's it's hindered us many years down the line. Mark's raised a, a good comment. Actually, he says uh, the training ground could become additional car parking when we get uh, the new training ground, which is a mm. a, a very Maybe, good point. Yeah. Which. Which, which could work this, there is potential to develop it down there I mean there's quite a lot of land really there is a lot of land look at it as a whole so we could, could definitely do more yeah who knows what might the future might bring uh, Paul says if the council supporters uh, we can compulsory purchase the houses on Bishop Street and redevelop that side it would have better access to the ring road etc I'm sure that would be a, a nice little long term plan as well but so mm. that's a lot of money to spend yeah. a lot of developments but I think the bullet points Mark are, are, are looking good aren't they more revenue for the club yeah. um, you know teams will, will use it supporters will, will use it no doubt yeah. function rooms revenue for the club jobs everyone's a winner really well, exactly it's both good for the club and the town so it's just going to attract more people coming in for you know especially away fans as well you know travelling long distance so they can stop in the hotel so it works out yeah. for doesn't it really yeah that, that's something I was saying to a friend today because we're on about the hotel and we were saying, You've not got friends with us, don't pretend otherwise. <laughs> well, it was an imaginary one. Uh, I've talked yeah. to myself We're a lot at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were saying, if like you got like Yeovil or Exeter on a Tuesday night, and you know the team didn't want to travel back and get back at three or four o'clock in the morning, the hotel's there for them to use, sort of thing. Yeah. And then they can go back in the morning sort of thing. It's quite uh, interesting you look at, has any other teams got a similar sort of thing we've got in? It's like, if the travel distance is more than a certain amount, we stay overnight. Have all the teams got that I in think place? Steve would play at stopping Lincoln at Damon's if he could. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you look, you look at someone like Exeter, it's four and a half hours from Mansfield. That's a long way. And if, obviously, we're doing the, the coach and that's a very long time and you think we're not getting back until half ten maybe eleven o'clock something like that yeah. and that's for some teams if you're like <coughs> a, a younger family that wanted to go to an away game or oh, we're playing at Mansfield let's go you won't want to travel no te- nearly ten hours in a day mm. it's just it would bring in a little bit more money even mm. if it was like the away team you chuck chuck them yeah. in a the hotel and they chuck training pitching 
gives, yeah. a, bit, gives a bit more money. Yeah, you've got you us, can, Jim. You've got us. You could do like a family pitch. package or something like that. So much potential you? there for it. And Definitely. I, I mean, it's it's still in the very early stages. Obviously, the designs have been drawn up and, and things like that. But planning permission. Am I right in thinking that planning permission still needs to be granted? Yeah, and they said they're, they're submitting them at the end of the month, I think it is, and then they should get an answer with it six to eight months from the from the council. But they did say if, obviously, they get the answer that they expect for everything to go ahead, it should be ready, I think it's in two seasons' time? 2021 season, yeah, I think they it, said. Yeah. yeah, so two season. So who knows? Two and a half season time, yeah. Who knows what might happen between now and then and where we, we, we might be. Time is a, a, a long thing as well. Still more to come here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. We'll be talking behind closed doors friendlies. We'll be talking uh, memorial suites and new physio appointments. We'll be talking about the next uh, four games uh, and much, much more as well. Keep your comments coming in uh, in the comments below. And if you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? 6 Thursday, every Thursday, MTFC uh, Matters on Facebook, 6.30. Ish. Time now, though, for the part which Nathan has been utterly, utterly dreading. Yay. It's quiz time. Here we go. Um, so, obviously, for those of you who uh, don't know, over the last couple of weeks or so, we've been doing our brand new quiz. It's week three of our brand new quiz, uh, which is Stag's Master, a rip-off of uh, a great radio feature uh, once again. So there's ten general knowledge. Are we, uh, we, uh, we got a response to the... Yeah. Is it Alan Hardy? Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> he said, thanks guys, I'll start eating them at 12.52pm uh, too. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get thanks, thanks guys, I'll start eating them at 12.52pm too. I don't understand that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't get it either. I don't get it. But, uh, <laughs> this is seen it. you got to reply to him and just put... Oh, well. uh, Top, uh, just reply to him after the Mansfield Matters account and put uh, socially good luck for the rest of the season uh, if you want to come on the podcast after we beat you now we know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come on the, the podcast I'm sure it'd be, it'd be good to have you on and maybe we can tempt uh, and then just take John and Carol in it as well because awesome. we like to be nice here on Mansfield Matters but what a, I think we've got to have a little round of applause for Alan Hardy for actually responding to Nathan's jibes and, uh, and, and responding no. No. <laughs> I, was being, I was being nice I was being nice but you know most of the rest of you, right? It's quiz time, as we as we uh, as we know. So uh, let's just recap. For the last three weeks, so we've been doing our stags themed quiz, ripped off from a great radio feature. Um, ten general knowledge stags questions and three uh, bonus round questions as well. Uh, this week, Nathan is in the hot seat. See if you can knock Simon from the top of the leaderboard after he scored sixteen points in two minutes thirty-five a fortnight ago. Or will Nathan follow the trend of Cam? Quick time of two minutes nineteen, but highly misfiring with just five points. How do you think you're going to do, Nace? He's the my, one I fear the most. My, my Is time, he really? My, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, that's a good vote of confidence, but wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I've got to aim for Cam's target, and if I beat that, I'm happy. Um, I just don't want to finish last. Someone will so. finish below my score. Do you think? Mm. Whether it's Mark, whether it's Nathan, whether it's both. Well, I hope I'm, so. not, I'm not planning on it. Who knows? Uh, obviously, though, Nathan, you do have to pick your bonus round, um, which is either right back at you or Mezzer's mix ups. What we're going to go for? Right back at you or Mezzer's mix up? I feel like the Mezzer's mix up would be an easy one, but I, I'm really bad. I can't remember. I know what afternoon would be and I can't remember them so I'm going to have to go for right back at you okay so you rubbish right back okay you sure you want to go with that yeah let's go for that okay I have to find that on my bit of paper that's from about four weeks ago so I'll <laughs> find that on a bit of paper so no we can do that it's all good um, so 
Um, we start off then with the uh, 10 questions. Obviously, uh, no conferring or anything like that. Any that you get wrong, uh, we'll run through after no additional points. One point per correct answer on the general knowledge round, and three per correct answer on the bonus rounds. Nathan, are you ready? Yep. No. Okay, your time for Stag's Master starts in three, two, one. Which rookie boss took over from Stuart Watkiss in 2002? Kick Which former Stoke and Swansea frontman signed for the Stags in 2010 with his wages part funded by the 12th Stag Initiative? I'll say again. Which former Stoke and Swansea frontman start signed for the Stags in 2010 with his wages being part funded by the 12th Stag Initiative? Oh, God, I know this, but I've got time. Pass. Okay, uh, which club legend first joined the Stags on loan from Manchester City in 2002, making the move permanent a year later? Chris Greeny. King Men Shame is an anagram of which current loan hitman? King Men Shame is an anagram of which current on loan hitman? Kane Hemmings. He's got a great beard on his face, he's got a great beard on his face, he's got a great beard on his face, and his name? Paul Anderson. Steve Evans has loaned two players from Sheffield Wednesday during his tenure as Stags boss. Who? Need both for the point. Say again. Steve Evans has loaned two players from Sheffield Wednesday during his tenure as Stags boss. Who are they? Need both uh, for the point. Penny. Penny. And, um... Who oh do Who's the other one? Um... You can see it's on the tip of his tongue. It's not. <laughs> Pass. Oh, you can. You, uh, the Stags faced a trip to Newcastle in 2006 in the FA Cup third round, but which two teams did they beat to reach round three? Oh, no, no idea. Pass. <laughs> which? Uh, who is now goalkeeper coach at Cambridge United? Kevin Pilkington or Kevin Pressman? Who is now goalkeeper coach at Cambridge? Kevin Pilkington or Kevin Pressman? Oh, I'll go with Pressman. Which Leicester-born defend, uh, uh, which Leicester-born defensive midfielder uh, joined the Stags from Lincoln in 1994 and then left to join Notts County a year later? Also managed Scunthorpe. Born then, pass. <laughs> Question ten: Put these number nines in the order they wore the shirt, first to most recent. Barry Conlon, Rob Duffy, Richie Barker, and Colin Larkin. Uh, Richie Barker, Barry Conlon. Uh, sorry, wait, you say Colin Larkin in there. Colin Larkin, Richie Barker, Barry Conlon, and Rob Duffy. I'll give it you. Uh, and you went for right back at you, didn't you? So here's yeah. your three bonus questions. Uh, which right back had a short spell as captain under Adam Murray before opting to join Kevin Nolan's Leighton Orient? Nicky Hunt. Which right back left the Stags in 2004, going on to have a 10 year spell at Barnsley? Bobby Assel. And which right back is one of just six players to have played for all three Nottingshire League clubs? John Thompson. And we'll stop the clock right there. So I can tell you, Nathan, that, that your awful. time was two minutes and fifty-six seconds. Points-wise, let's have a little top top of these three six nine. So Cam, you're already uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're already my, you're near running the bonus questions. Got my bonus questions right. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen points. So Simon, you are still in front because uh, the most it's obviously the most points in the quickest time. Uh, but Nathan, you did um, you were slightly slower than Simon as well. So uh, 
Good work, Mark. You're going to be next up next week. What did you make of uh, those questions? What would you have done if you'd have faced those today? What did you say? You're really distracted. Yeah, I love those things. How is he? What, what, how is he? I don't know what he was doing, but I can feel him move. I can hear him moving and like, <laughs> like making noise of it. I don't know what you was doing, but I just find you distracting anyway. <laughs> so you're blaming your poor performance on Kat I yeah. think that was a good performance yeah, I, I would have been pleased with that one that, that, that was me right. uh, obviously just the uh, issues of the uh, the other questions to uh, to sort out first uh, first one you got wrong you said you were going to kick yourself and you said that you didn't have time to, to do it uh, which former Stoke and Swansea frontman signed for the state in 2010 his wages part funded by the 12th Stag Initiative do you want to have another guess at it I really can't think. I, when you say it, I'm going to know, but go on. Simon? Paul uh, Connor? Mark? Cam? Yeah, Paul Connor. Yeah, it was yeah. Paul Connor. Drop yeah. bam, get yeah. it away. Yeah. I think it was the, the first, I think that was the, the first, first one of yeah. the initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was yeah. one more. And then if it didn't say the 12th man, I wouldn't have even was it had a clue. Was it Matt Green or I think Matt Green, SSA that did that I think one? I SSA did that one. I think it, it was Paul Connor and then... Yeah, the, the 12th now. Uh, the 12th side seems to disappear. The 12th side, that. if you remember, was actually led by, I think, Paul Nyland, who obviously, on the back of that, actually ended up getting a job at Stags. So mm. that sort of disappeared off the, the face of the earth, the 12th side. Because weren't the, the number 12 supposed to be reserved for the 12th side? And then it just didn't, did it? It just yeah. ended up being a squad yeah. number again. Mm. But there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, the next one after that was which club legend first joined the Stags on loan from Manchester City in 2002? I don't know why I said this, because obviously, yeah. Yeah, when, I, when, I, when you said the time, I was like, what an idiot. Why did, so why, you said Chris Greenacre. I'll give you a clue. Uh, club legend, he had a te- testimony to finish his career after getting oh, injured. Reece day. For Reece yeah. day with the, the right answer. King Menchin, you got. Uh, Paul Anderson, you got. Obviously, in homage to what the song we made up in, in, yeah. in the car once. Um, you weren't a, a member of the podcast crew then, weren't you? No. Basically, it was so the tune of he's got his whole, he's got the whole world in his hands. It was basically he's got a great beard on his face. He's got a great beard on his face. He's got a great beard on his face, and his name's Paul Anderson. And that and that was it. I mean, nice original content, really. I know. <laughs> and, no, and, that, and then we added it at the end, the yeah. end, bit at the end. So that was it. Um, the one after that was the two players from Sheffield Wednesday. You said one of them, which was Matt Penny. Other uh, one. Jake Keane. It was Jake Keane. Oh, yeah, right. Jake Keane. Yeah, Rundle. Rundle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Rundle's yeah. Rundle's fame, yeah. Um, I quite like Jake Keane. I thought it was a, a decent you know, shot yeah, stopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also uh, uh, a bit of a trivia question for you as well. He was uh, also the last English-born goalkeeper to start a league match for, for the Stags because since then they've all been uh, not of English. No, oh, yeah. Scott Shearer, Brian Scottish Jensen. Brian Jensen, uh, well, Danish. 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 Yeah. Um, obviously, um, Comrade Logan, Irish, Irish and um, Bobby Bobby Hale. Uh, yeah, who's the really dodgy name as well? Who was the other one? Oh. This one was really. Oh, Jason uh, White. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, was, that was dodgy goalkeeper skills. Sasha 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 uh, the other one is I don't know why I said that. At least we, at least we know what Craig does in his free time. <laughs> I'm friends with him on Facebook. He was, yeah, a, quite, he was a good, good lad. Yeah, you see, you know, he's, he's got, got decent yeah. skills. That, that, that last that he poses is quite nice. Too. She's very nice. Yeah, very nice. Not you that could, we have a look could, at her. You could say that about Ollie Palmer, but he's an absolute donkey. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, that's me. But where was it? Uh, it was the FA Cup next. I asked you uh, the state face the trip to Newcastle in 2006 in the FA Cup third round. Which two teams did they beat to reach round three? Any guesses? One Brighton. 
Man. No, that no. was the. That was the Middlesbrough. That was 2008. Um, I'll give you a clue. Team Bath. No, uh, that was 2004. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you a clue. Um, the first one saw a, a state captain and legend go back to his former club and score. I think he scored a brace or did he score a hat trick? Scored in the 94th minute, the, the winner in a oh, game which finished 4 no. 3. It was at Millmore, but the, the Rotherham. it was Rotherham, yeah. Uh, and the other team were uh, non-league side, um, which were managed by Justin Edinburgh at the time. They're a conference south side, I believe. Then it was on TV. Grey's Athletic. Ah, oh, Grey's Athletic. Oh, they got there. quite a bit we of money back ne- then, didn't they? They did, yeah. We could never beat them. I think now it's actually a housing estate, Grey's Ground. So yeah. well, I'll say, I think they just fell the face of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think they were going to be the next big thing, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Justin Edinburgh left and it all went downhill. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the other one I asked you, Nathan, was uh, Pilkington or Pressman, goalkeeping coach at Cambridge. Oh, you said Pressman, yeah. didn't you? It's Pilkington. I didn't know if he was still at County, that's why I didn't nah, say it. Derry talking win. He'd gone from being goalkeeping coach at Notts County to like kit, part-time kit man, and then Sean Derry took over at Cambridge and basically... Hi, name is goalkeeper. Come on, coach, yeah. Come on, That's exactly. Um, is that why Cambridge goalkeeper can't catch? Well, there you yeah. go. I mean, uh, this should be one for, for you, Simon, because you're the oldest amongst us. Um, which Leicester-born defender slash midfielder joined the stage from Lincoln in '94 and left to join Notts County a year later? Also managed Scunthorpe. Ian Barraclough. It was Ian Barraclough. Well done. Uh, and put these number nines in order. They first wore the shirt. I gave you that one in the end because um, I was feeling generous. Uh, Colin Larkin first, uh, then Richie Barker, then Barry Conlon, and then Rob Duffy. Yeah, that's what I said. So there you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so oh, I'll right. give you the point for it. No, oh, argue, I'll take the point away. What? Yeah, please do. What? Forget an answer right? Yeah. No, well, I'd say, why, why is that generous? I've got it right. <laughs> oh, anyway, dear. come <laughs> you did say Barker first, now wasn't it? Yeah, no, but then I changed. I'd, even, I'd yeah. even written, I'd even put a cross on the sheet and then well, I'd then, now you know, it. You know, I was working hey, out there. Hey, it's against the clock, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, don't, don't, I'll, yeah. I'll make, I'll, I'll no, no, children. No, no, no. Points away. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. So next week, Mezzas Mix-Ups will be one of your options and then there'll be another category in there for you as well. So can you beat Nathan's score or Simon's score to top the leaderboard and be Crown Stags Master Champion <laughs> and then the following week it's who wants to be a Stags Millionaire that's going to happen uh, but no money we're not playing for money so there you go. Yeah. sorry about that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not rich unless Alan Hardy wants to lend us some but I doubt that I don't think we're his favourite people right now well there you go yeah. uh, anyway let's move back to the here and now keep those comments uh, coming in we'll play again next week we're going to be talking now then uh, about uh, first and foremost um, start with a bit of news this week uh, a new physio suite opened in memory of the late Matt Salmon um, good to see the Stags do that it just really shows as well doesn't it that they're a real community club camp definitely and obviously I don't know we've got the trophy now but we've also got that as well uh, I was watching the video I couldn't quite pinpoint where it actually is ah ok so to, to bring it into um, location for you as you walk down the tunnel have you? I presume you've walked down yes. the, the tunnel before yeah. when you get to the bottom there's the left door to go into the dressing rooms what they've actually done is there was a hollow space uh, between the end of the dressing rooms and the bottom of the stand which is why if you look on the video the, it's a slanted roof um, they've actually put it in there so there's actually a door now halfway down between the, the tunnel and the uh-huh. and, and the dressing room so it's actually sort of in I think um, 
Tina Broughton mentioned it in the video as well. It's in the void. There was a void, <laughs> which t- right. seemed to pop all over the place. In the yeah. world, you know. It's amazing how much space we can find. In the <laughs> I think one day it's all going to come crashing down. But <laughs> yeah. let's hope not. But uh, all the same, Nathan, it's, it's good to see that in there. And on a serious note as well, obviously they've done it in in his name. He was always sort of looking after the players and put a lot of work and effort in, into that as well but the fact that there's now a dedicated rehab sort of centre at the ground that makes it even more attractive for, for players signing because I imagine it, as a footballer whether it's as a blind footballer or as a five-a-side player or whatever um, you know if, if a club puts on the table we've got this great accommodation we've got a hotel on site we've also got a, a new, fo- training a, a new training pitch we've also got a, a dedicated physio suite and lots of physio dedicated physio staff that's a great appeal isn't it for the future yeah I think it is like I say anything like that that's going to benefit the progress and it's all those little details isn't it I mean uh, we, we say it often on here that those people behind the scenes don't get enough credit um, you know, like, like say the physio, the fitness coach, scouts, analysts, all of those—they do a big job. And uh, anything that's going to help them do their job is only going to help us progress on the pitch. So, uh, again, massive credit to uh, John and Carolyn. You know, it's uh, their money that makes this happen. And uh, these are—you know—they're not just—it's money well spent because it's stuff that's going to benefit the club for for years and years and years to come. So, um, if that means we can get players back out on the pitch quicker in house rather than having to send them off for. You know, to St George's or yeah. to wherever, Mark. That's that's another positive, well, yeah, isn't it? It's more room for injured players and touch. Well, we don't get many of them, but you know, it's just there. And if we need it, obviously, in future preferences. Yeah, it certainly is, and nice as well to to be named after Max. That legacy will will, will live on as well. Yeah, it's a very nice touch to, for Mansfield to do. You know, so nice one. Yeah. Let's move back to uh, on the pitch. Obviously, we mentioned it a little bit earlier on. The behind closed doors <coughs> friendly uh, this week. A 3-2 defeat against Peterborough but Stake were 2-0 up at half-time. Goals from Ricky Miller and, and Jimmy Spencer and it's something Cam which Steve Evans has said has, has, has give me a wee headache. <laughs> I think it's quite interesting. You look, you can't say that anyone particularly had a bad game on the Saturday. No. So, good luck picking your starting eleven and yeah, 18 in total. It's going to be interesting because obviously Jacob Mellis is touching out fitness for Saturday. Darty will play, but. Yeah, they said that we were going to look at him in the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So. And obviously Xander Diamond will be back maybe at the weekend. Possibly, although I, I don't see. I don't know whether. I know he, he went. Tra- he only probably trained two days. Yeah, if, if that. And they might be match. Maybe, yeah. maybe it might be a, be- a better idea with Tuesday coming up to s- save him for Tuesday. Mm. I think that might be a more of a Xander Diamond game. Might be a Diamond Digby combination um, there. I know you not you won't well, like it. Well, I keep saying you yeah. know if he plays well up back, you know I'll be the first one to say. I think well the thing, done. I think the thing is what you've got to look at over over the next couple of games. As well, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but it's the legs issue as well. So maybe mm. something like that for a Diamond to come back in and Mellis to come back in and mm. you know a, a start for for King and things like that. That's probably mm. a good point as I'm well. Not saying anything about bad about Digby but why change something that's not broke well that's that's the yeah. other thing isn't it? yeah. it's like we've been playing really well we've been getting results so why swap it around apart from like Craig says the legs issue you know tired I well, think one, I think one freshen it up a little bit, mm, sort of thing. The thing to consider, though, is, is, is as well. You know, you've, you're spending hours and hours on a coach. I mean, I presume there'll be a stay over for swimming because it's over the threshold. But you still got to travel the miles. Mm. You know, that's less training time when you are travelling down if you're going on the Friday. You know, so it is does it impact a little bit on the legs as well. So you have got to take those things into 
first but consideration. Newport, they've been to to London Wednesday. I'm guessing they're at home on Saturday, but then they've got to travel here on Tuesday night. So six one after us, the other. Yeah, isn't it? he is. Yeah, mm. so, certainly is. I mean, you've got a bigger thing to worry about, anyway, Craig. Which is Tuesday night. Who's back from suspension? Yeah, oh, he is, isn't he? Great, yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, which uh, Shelley's just actually put in the comments, will we see Hayden White back on Tuesday? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he gets something out. I mean, Anderson's done a, a, a decent job there. I can't see, see any reason why he would be shifted. I think it's the Steve Owens rule is if you play badly, you're out of the team. Anderson mm. hasn't played badly, so good luck to Hayden White getting back in. I don't think there's anything else to be, to be said on that particular... No, yeah, I, yeah. I like Ando, so no, he's he's been playing really Friend well. Of the show is Ando, so we were all big and big Paul Anderson fans. The power of the beard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Uh, also, in that behind closed doors, friendly, obviously, goal for Ricky Miller, goal for Jimmy Spencer. It did look a bit of a handful when he came on. Um, did Ricky Miller? If Cade Hemmings and Danny Rose don't 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 score, he's, he's it's good to have that, that firepower on the bench how important is that first goal for, for Ricky Miller because obviously scored against his parent club that will no doubt shut a few people, people up from his parent club but uh, no doubt he'll be eager to do it in League 2 I think it was also down to on Saturday fair enough he got in, involved with the game he just didn't quite have the legs to get around the pitch as much and I think that's obviously something that's come from not playing much football mm. and we've, we've seen that with a lot of players that we've had obviously Alfie Potter Alex McDonald they've all been uh, players that have been look at Mac and he's brilliant oh yeah Mac were fantastic when he came in he just didn't have the legs to do an entire game and now he's running here there and everywhere for a full 90 minutes just going back to Saturday I think he was determined to score because he didn't want one of the young lads to take his place Mm. not not that I don't think Steve would have took McDonald off and brought one of the young lads on for him anyway when he's in like the you know he's well, not prime, but you know what I mean. He's, he's, he's pretty, rich, form, rich, rich yeah. form, That's yeah, the words yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. Rich vein of form. He's not going to take him off, and I think he were looking for him a, for a goal from minute one because I think he were he was shooting from anywhere, yeah. weren't he? <laughs> a bit like Danny, I still think he's going to get one soon. Yeah, he, he is. He, yeah, he's, he he is. he's, he's, he's going to connect with one. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying Macca's goal. It was miles out of position. You think it was his Macca plays on the right? Ah, well, you right say that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue. It, was, it with plays that. a bit of a free role. I'm going to argue a little bit with that because I think uh, obviously on Saturday he started on the right wing, but this is actually ha- shows how good of a player and Will Atkinson is and how adaptable we are. You can have. I think it's fair to say that for probably 10 15 minutes of the game on Saturday there was no midfield it had gone no. walk about for a little bit Agreed. and Barnett was yeah. starting to take a hold of the game McDonald drops drops back in sits in there and Will Atkinson then goes out to the right hand side and he's more than capable of playing as a right winger and the fact that we can be adaptable and have a player and rotate as Nathan says to, to go out and play there and be comfortable and still keep our shape is what got us through that period it's the same when Christian Pierce goes on one of his mazy you know, runs from the back. Joel Byron will drop back into centre half. I don't know if you noticed it, but he'll drop back in and sit in there until someone comes to cover. If Danny Rose drops to the left wing, CJ will drop drop forward a little bit and start chasing. Now I'm going to throw a spanner in works there. Go on, because you're on about that. Yeah. But when Aidan White goes on a run, you don't like it. No, because nobody drops in. So I, I'm going to argue as well. You Not know. once did I see Byron drop in that defence on Saturday. It was Alex McDonald every time. Hmm. 
I think so. so maybe Mac can play Mac is everywhere. He's like Anderson. He can play any position. You'd see him in goal next week. So, I mean, it, I, I don't really care who who drops him, but as long as somebody does a, does a job and, ev- and no, it's everyone, it's the fact knows that we it. are that, yeah. that I'm trying to make yeah. is the fact yeah. that we have got the players who who will do it and who that will get and us through those te- periods. Man- Mansell teams <laughs> in the past, if it got back to the defence, it would have been awkward. Well, that goes back to what I said earlier though about the players understanding how each other plays and, and working together, and I think that's what we've got now, which we didn't have in the start of the season where we gave them all that criticism. I think we've got it now, so. Long may continue. See, Mansfield teams in the past, if the ball had dropped to the defence, it had just been long ball up front, mm. long ball up front, long ball up front. Now, bring it down, control it, play it out, or go on a gallivanting run. Well, and sometimes, if you're Bennett and Pierce, sometimes you actually just need to get it long ball up front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. But, you know. it's not a bad <laughs> thing to get the to get the ball out of sometimes. danger and then, and then let your players like McDonald and, and yeah. Atkinson if and Barnes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just experience, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't think I don't think you'll see Bennett and Pierce making that mistake again. Oh no, no. not at all. No, no, not with the no. not with Diamond and, and Digby and mm. Murphy in, in the pipeline to come back in. Yeah. Uh, as well uh, great comment from Callum before it disappears uh, wouldn't be a bad idea putting Digby in central midfield at 60 or 70 minutes to see the game off if we're winning we do sometimes lose our I can see Simon uh, shaking his uh, we do sometimes lose our feet uh, a little in the last 10 minutes don't think Digby is a bad player he just is a little bit clumsy um, so there we go um, like Bambi on ice that, but that's it he's Bambi but it's like that's when he plays centre mid he just doesn't know what to do with the ball if he plays in centre back, it's always just pass it out. Simple pass, never, n- not too much to think about. But it's if if Byron's playing on Saturday, and like um, Callum's just said, bring Digby on 60, 70 minutes. Why not bring Adam King on if he plays that Byron role? You know, because he's that up a bit. Personally, I think now with the, the Digby argument, I think I don't think he's going to be utilised as the defensive midfielder that. Evans perhaps saw him because let's not forget when he he signed he'd never played centre mid before um, Evans decided to put him there and, and try him out and try it in a different system which which worked and then he changed the system and then it didn't work and then as the season's gone on and he's been a bit part player he's always played either centre back or right back and, and sat in mm. that defence Digby now is an option in defence and not in midfield mm. especially now you've got your likes of King you've got Mellis coming back in as well so Digby is very much in that defence the midfield's too strong there's no need to put him in yeah. that position is there no exactly not, and, and not, to, not to risk it um, uh, but, um, Benedict also says I don't think we've seen the best of Digby yet uh, stick with him Good man. Uh, King was apparently uh, playing as well as Byron, according to Evans. Also, great to have options in there. Spot on as well. I think um, Evans has compared Adam King to mm. Ben Whiteman. He's comparing him to Joel Byron, and they're the players that we've we need because we need one or two options of every single player. Don't we? It's mm. like we need to clone those players. If we could yeah. clone oh, yeah. ten more Alex McDonalds, yeah, we, we, yeah, <laughs> you know, we'd be. Would be further up the league. I, I mean, think. yeah, you look at yeah. King for example. I mean, under twenty three level, you know, Premier League. You could say it's like compared to League One, really, wouldn't you? Compared to exactly, so. there's plenty of options in there. Let's take a look at uh, the next batch of fixtures then before we uh, wind things up for for tonight and for this week. Statistically, the toughest run of the top nine um, for the remainder of the season, and the next three or four games, arguably the biggest test as well as we've said. Swindon first, seventh, two-point gap. Newport after that in midweek, uh, uh, with uh, their in eleventh, seven-point gap. Extra in sixth, two-point gap, and then Coventry in eighth, the three-point gap. 
you've got to be beating these teams and for my money we need to get through those four games unbeaten and that's a minimum of two wins for me four draws would not be good enough I think it's got to be we've got to be looking at at least two wins which you think last thing you look at them games you also got to fair enough it's not the greatest thing to do but you've got to look at the teams around you as well they've got big games coming up but they've got easier statistically they're playing teams that are lower down the table and it's them games that we see teams slip up you like you look at Coventry beaten by Forest Green twice this season nobody would have ever thought that and it's them sort of games that the bigger teams that we need them to slip up on and we just simple as we just need to keep winning that's all we need to do just focus on us and keep winning just yeah we ain't got to worry about anybody else I don't think just just concentrate on us I'd say keep them in eye shot because obviously we've got to look at Nathan looks as though he's not no, no, I agree. No, I was laughing at Mark to make that noise again I, last week. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with what Simon's saying, but then you look at obviously, like you look at the games that we need to come into, like the massive, massive games. You look at your Chesterfield, your Notts County, your Luton. It's them sort of games you need to be looking at how they're playing, what their form is, because you don't want to go into the games over cocky and like oh going to wipe the floor with them and then get absolutely hammered because that's what we did earlier this season and we've cut that out of his game but being a Mansfield fan <laughs> being the oldest one yeah. here Great. we normally play better against the, we teams, do against the teams around yeah. us rather than your Chesterfield your Barnets yeah. you know yeah. probably the first time in a long time where I didn't feel we'd lose on Saturday against a lower team yeah you know, I felt the same actually was, that's why I, I mean, I saw my social medias, but I actually put a bit of a, a crafty bet on the. I'm ne- I never bet, so I'm just rubbish at it and lose far. Wow. I've lost far too much money doing it, but I actually felt it was it was a safe way to pay for swindling away. Yeah, now, I no. put put a, put two pound fifty on us to win the game outright, and put two pound fifty on us to win three three one. Now at three nil up, I felt that we were going to probably get another two two goals and that we keep a clean sheet. So I cashed out. Well, at least I thought I did. Oof. I ended up cashing out on the wrong one, so I cashed out on us to win. And then Reese Bennett did what Reese Bennett did, and obviously annoyed me because it was three one. I thought, right, I could have won thirty forty quid there, but I've cashed out on that because I didn't know what mistake I'd made. Got back to the car, had a little check, and it said you've won thirty five quid or whatever it is because you, you you cashed out on the win and didn't cash out on the three one. I was like, you respect <laughs> it, you lovely lovely man. <laughs> but what would you would have won if you'd have not cashed out on the win? Only about two or three quid more, so it oh, actually right, made it even more sweeter. Whereas I'd have done like thirty quid down if I cashed out on the. That's one, so there you go. Uh, lesson for you there, folks. Don't bet. Uh, <laughs> or Mansfield. Never bet on Mansfield. Never. I will not do it again. I certainly will not do it again because I never get as lucky as that. But I wish I'd have gone and brought a lottery ticket that night. <laughs> here I am with you, lot. Once again. You um, love it. Thanks. Oh, there you go. Um, next four games, as we say, Swindon, Newport, Exeter, and Coventry. Toughest game for you in that lot, Mark. If you were to pick one out and say that's the one which worries me the most. Well, they're all tough in their own right. First, standard answer. Answer the yeah. question. Sit down, fence, Mark. Sit on the fence. I don't know. I mean, probably. I want to say Exeter because obviously you've seen them in previous seasons. They've been up there and thereabouts. I think they were the toughest opposition. I think so obviously I think they'll feel as though they're not where they should be. I think obviously they after last season. Obviously they were expected to go up and obviously they just missed out so I'd say Exeter for me yeah they certainly dropped down a little bit as well haven't they we were talking about the importance of legs earlier on in the season how important is it now that we've got 
a squad rather than a team and a few fringe players we've got so many options in there that we can utilise the fresh legs and is that going to prove the difference between us sitting here now looking at these four, these four games and us sitting here now in two weeks time looking back on these four games and mm. getting positive results out of all four is that the difference do you think? I think so and you look at obviously the next few games obviously Swindon Saturday we're playing what is it Saturday Tuesday Saturday Saturday yeah mm. The three games against Swindon, Newport and Exeter are going to be the toughest ones on the legs because it's playing three massive games in the space of seven days and that's where you're going to get the legs tiring and that's where I think the change in the midfield might come. It's not so much defence, I think it's more midfield because I think the attack force and the defence are a, a little bit fitter than what the midfield sometimes... Other than Alex McDonald... It seems like yeah, McDonald, McDonald, all weekend. McDonald will play four <laughs> games every day, seven days a week. Yeah. Wouldn't he? <laughs> say he's, he's, like, he's that kid that he used to play out part that yeah. you see him ten o'clock in the morning and then like yeah. he'd come home at night and he's still so, playing uh, at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, himself, yeah. <laughs> but I say it's it's those strong characters that we need in the squad and it's something we've not had before. So it's just that determination to get away with being. Obviously, it, Steve Evans said a couple of week, weeks ago, oh, he's a wee fatty when he came in, but. It's turned around since then, and it's become a a Mr. Mansfield. No, I agree. Play, yeah, I think he he's plays, taking that mantra. He wants to, yeah. to yeah, win he's, every he's ball. He wants to win point. every header. There's nothing wrong with that. He loses it. He battles back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same as what Danny Rose has done since Steve Evans has come in. He's asserted himself in the team, and obviously, because obviously before Steve came in, he was always on always on the back burners because it's like you got Matt Green. Yeah. Why, why do we need Danny Rose we've got Matt Green and that's what everyone saw but obviously Evans took him under his wing and Danny Rose really asserted himself in the team and became a key player in the last season and no disrespect to Matt Green because I love Matt um, but it just goes to show Danny scored 15 this season Matt's nowhere near I don't think no I think no, Green scored actually, I, I think arguably um, if you can compare the two players in terms of being able to play in the in the team we've got, Matt Green wouldn't score as many goals as what yeah. Danny Rose has in the same position. Danny Green's Rose is a better all-round striker. Green's I love Matt Green to bits. Season, love him to bits because of what yeah. he did in the conference, his goal record and what have you. Exactly, yeah. But, and, but I still stand by it was the right thing to let him go. Mm. And I think Danny Rose we're is now a better player than what Matt Green is. He's, he's younger. Green's at the, the rock. You've got to remember as well, he's Green's an older player who's yeah. still got that injury niggle. Yeah. I think Rose, there's a lot and more to come from Danny Rose. We're, we're a football playing team now. Whereas yeah, Matt Green fits direct. in Lincoln. Perfect. They are direct. You've got yeah. Matt Reed around yeah. him, Ollie Palmer. Uh, Michael Boswick another very big strong and physical player, player yeah. exactly. I think with Matt as well is when when he first came back I, I think the majority of Stags fans thought he was going to be the same Matt Green as what he was when we sold him you know yeah. playing off the last defender running it you know running onto ball, r- loose balls and you know slotting it in bottom it. corner and yeah. he, he wasn't because he'd, he'd lost that half a pace because he was four years older than what he were when we sold him and sort of injured thing. still and yeah. still injured yeah. and not played probably played about four matches yeah. Yeah. two seasons two years yeah. when he signed yeah. and yeah. he got injured and he just after coming back from injury he just couldn't get back into the team so I suppose that's what happens when you sign little t- little players from conference for a big team 
So yeah. can't fault him for having so a gamble yeah. though, but maybe he'll look back now and probably regret it, but who knows? That's that's what it all boils down to, whether it's football, rugby, tennis or even in the humble life that we live, it's all to do with money. prediction time then Swindon and then and then Newport. Cam, what are we going for? Two one win at Swindon for us. Nathan? Yep, two one win as well. Mark? One nil. Win. One all. I think it's going to be a draw. Mm. I think it's a tough place to go. Obviously, not aren't very good at home, though. Not been there yeah, for well. There is that. Not been there obviously since two thousand and seven. Um, not looking forward to that round of I'm not driving. It? Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, I think it'll be t- a tough game. They were tough earlier on in the season. Mm. Um, but we're I, a different team. We are a different yeah. team now. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're, they're the only team that's beat us at home this season, that right? Or yeah. 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 Um, so. God, there's a little bit there to make a bit of vengeance to get back, but I'm going to say, as my heart says two one stakes, my head says one all. All the way around, then let's go with uh, Newport on Tuesday. I'll start with you, Simon. Two nil, Mantua. Three nil, Stags. One nil. Three one, Stags. I think it'll be. It will all depend on what how we come out of Saturday mm-hmm. um, but I, I think we'll, we'll be alright I think we'll edge it we do a clean sheet it'll be ner- a nervy 2-0 I think a nervy 2-0 depending on how Saturday we'll score early up. and then score late yeah <laughs> one, one of those yeah. sort of first 10 minutes and then sort of 70 minutes of nervy football and then a nice we'll, little we'll put it to bed about 85th minute yeah I sort of think 90, that. 95th no, no. yeah yeah no, that'll do yeah, yeah. 95th no, well, there you go. Uh, connection question. Uh, let's round that one up then. Earlier, I asked you the stakes. Last made the trip to Swindon in April 2007. A turn of defeat. Which Icelandic defender scored an own goal? Cam, any ideas? I wouldn't know. Nathan? No. No. You thought you'd have the Harvey? only Icelandic player that I can think of that played for Mansfield would have been John Olaf Elder. It was indeed. Well done. Yeah. Well done, John. Alan Powder was the, the one who scored uh, that own goal. The Iceman, I think they called him back, mm-hmm. back in the day. John, John Elder. John Elder. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't oh. think you remember him. I, I, don't, I really don't remember yes, him. At all. I think you did, yeah. yeah. He's totally going didn't play too many games for the thing. He got injured and then ended up yeah, going yeah. back to his own country. Didn't end he? of his sort of end career. Back end of his it? career, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there you go. Um, so yeah, that, that's that. Well, obviously, uh, that's it for, for this week. If you can, get yourself to Swindon on Saturday to go and support the boys it's really I think what will be really important now over these next sort of week or so as well is that that support and we know it's a long mm. way to Exeter as, as well but mm. the more support that gets there the better because we're on the crest of a wave really if we can get through this week who knows what may lay ahead obviously this week it's been uh, a great week if you're a Stags fan watching the, the actions of Notts County uh, we hope that we hope that Alan Hardy enjoys his after eight minutes and we look forward to uh, Hopefully, seeing him uh, later on in the season. Did you did you reply to him, Cam? Was he re- no, you, no did, you didn't bother replying. Rather disgusted in the Notts County fans, to be honest. Why comments? Made I haven't, I haven't looked. Ah, oh, I've not looked. But there you go. Disgusting. Ah, well, we're oh, well. Got, we're he took it as a bit of fun, so we just think. Yeah, it's that's that's how ridiculous football is these days. Owners can take a laugh. Fans can't. Yeah, well, there you go. It's all good fun. It's all good fun. They'll live. It's all a bit of fun. It's all done. It's all like everything here on the Matchroom Matters podcast. It's all done tongue in cheek. It is banter. 
Take it with a pinch of salt. They'll enjoy yeah. the day yeah. out at Wembley and play a final. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping we just get into the play. Well, no, I don't even want to get that. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, that's Drop out by one point. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> goal difference. <laughs> yeah. One goal. <laughs> I think the thing is, at the end of the day, it's all, you know, it's only just a game, isn't it? Does it matter? It does. 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 It Debating it. whether PG Tips is a better brew than uh, Tetris. You're, 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 you're on the way, I think. Oh, yeah. Twining is a Green tea, then. Let's have a green tea. Fruit tea. I love fruit tea. See, we've already started doing a tea podcast, so before we lose any more viewers and more listeners, let's wrap things up. Obviously, if you can, get yourself to Swindon and support the Stags, and then get there on Tuesday night to support the Stags against Newport. Let's hope over the next uh, seven days or so and by the time you join us back here next Thursday at half past six on our Facebook page that the Stags have got six points at least four in the bag for us to talk about and ride on the crest of a wave as the season continues uh, to uh, to uh, to come to its conclusion uh, Nuts County fans those who've had a dig at, dig at us on Twitter it's only a game it's only a laugh and if you're feeling a bit bad <laughs> Have one of these. See you next week, same time, 6 30 ish. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.